For almost 40 years, an incredible phenomena has been occurring in a remote village of Bosnia-Herzegovina, which may contain secrets that could change life as we know it. After hearing of a number of miracles from first-hand witnesses, I wonder if this could be a giant wake-up call for humanity. Considering once these secrets are revealed, it could be too late, this just might be worth taking a look into. I'm Shannon Gieselman, and since the day I discovered this place called Medjugorje, I haven't been able to take my mind off of it. Why doesn't everyone know about it? Well, join me as I bring real-life stories of miracles of Medjugorje and why this is a modern-day case for grace. Welcome to Miracles of Medjugorje, A Case for Grace. I'm Shannon Gieselman, and I'm so excited to introduce to you today's guest, Maria Nevarate. And uh, Maria is actually showing us the true case for grace because this is the second time that we've tried to record today. <laughs> and so thank you, Maria, uh, for your patience. But yep. That's me, first first interview, and actually don't record it. So that's what you signed up for. Okay, let's practice. <laughs> but in any event, um, uh, Maria and I, we met about three months ago at uh, a movie premiere for Sean Bloomfield. And if you don't know who he is, Sean is a very well-known filmmaker who has had several documentaries on Medjugorje. And I remember Maria was at the welcome desk. She was handing out flyers uh, for tours of, of Medjugorje or pilgrimages, as you will. And I, um, I just must have asked you, have you been? And she excitedly said yes. And even in, told me that she had had a supernatural experience. And so I kind of pulled you aside and I said, you got to tell me more. And thankfully you indulged me and we exchanged contact information and you sent me your YouTube video, which is amazing. And we'll talk about that later, um, where you were actually a witness to Mariana's apparition. And um, in fact, since this is our second go of it today, um, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to cut this into two segments and we're just going to give um, the full attention to the apparition day um, to the second segment. So we'll, we'll build up into that, if you will. All right. So if, with that, we'll just get started. If you could just tell us how you first discovered this wonderful place, Medjugorje. I heard about Medjugorje and, you know, before I, I go into that, um, I wanted to bring it up last time. You say Medjugorje and I say Medjugorje. So for anyone that's watching this video, you can say Medjugorje and Medjugorje and it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I just didn't want anyone to get confused right. about that because I was very confused. And in fact, it probably took me a year to learn how to say Medjugorje. <laughs> right. I think I named it everything under the sun except the actual name. So if you're struggling with it, you know, I think that's everyone. Yeah. But I first heard about Medjugorje um, through my sister-in-law, Nora, who is a devout Catholic, and she had been following um, Medjugorje, the apparitions. Um, she has a strong devotion to um, the Blessed Mother Mary. So she you know she was talking to me about it and how she wanted to go and she wanted me to look into it as well and so it wasn't until and this by the way was early 20 uh 2017 but around um towards the end of 20, uh, 2018 i um started to feel a very very strong call in to go to medjugorje um 
it's something supernatural, pardon me, supernatural. You can't really explain what it is unless you actually feel it. I used to hear people talking about it, but it never really, I never really felt it um, until then. And it, be, it, it became so intense and, and, and I just felt this anxiety because I knew that I had to go early March, but I was a little nervous about what pilgrimage companies and, you know, all I had uh, known about that area was that it was former Yugoslavia, civil war, you know, um, I couldn't find anyone that, you know, was able to go with me because it was such short notice. And, um, you know, I basically, you know, long story short, I ended up going alone, but, but basically it was, it was her, my, my sister-in-law that introduced me to that. Um, so tell us a little bit about what your life looked like before Medjugorje, because a lot of times I know that people are called to go there and, and it just renews their faith. But from my understanding, you, you already had the faith, but you were able to experience a little bit more than you bargained for. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I definitely, I, I, I led a very like spiritual life and I definitely, was more practicing Catholic. Um, I was kind of lazy with my Catholicism and I really, you know, I, I didn't really know much of, I, I mean, I, I was familiar with Our Lady of Guadalupe, Our Lady of Fatima, but I didn't really understand the meaning of, but anyway, so I, I, I was learning more about my, my faith and my spiritual life because of it also was was growing tremendously so I, I could I, I was converted um, probably almost three years before I actually went to Medjugorje so my conversion didn't happen there um, in Medjugorje so I would say that um, that before Medjugorje it was kind of training me and building me up with experiences to be able to process my experience in Medjugorje. Right. And, and to describe what conversion means for some people who don't know, that just means that you were a stronger practicing Catholic or yes. any faith. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you for that clarification. Um, because someone would think, whoa, was she atheist? Uh, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. But yes, you could be considered a Catholic, a Christian and whichever religion and, and still undergo a, a conversion. Basically, um, the limited understanding that I have is that a conversion is basically when you decide to completely give yourself and your heart to Jesus Christ, to God, mm -hmm. um, if you're a Christian, uh, and basically follow his path wholeheartedly, um, no questions asked. So you completely have faith regardless. Yeah. So um, then I guess we get right into it, what you experienced once you were there and tell us about your stories. Wow. Um, so my whole pilgrimage experience there, um, you know, I kind of break it down in three parts. Um, for me personally, and of course you hear stories, you know, different stories um, all the time because it's different for every person. Um, so, for me, it was, although I was leading a faithful life, it definitely took me to the next level. Uh, my, my devotion and my prayer and, and even, um, I feel like I left Medjugorje with a burning heart. <laughs> um, so th this, this huge 
so much love and peace um, that I obtained there. Um, also friendships, um, which is kind of interesting given the fact that, you know, Jesus is constantly telling us in the Bible, and of course, Mary through her messages, love each other, unite, not divide, love your, thy neighbor like yourself. So when you're a pilgrim there, and what I experienced as a pilgrim was exactly that. There were, um, there was so many people from various parts of, of the United States, and of course, from, from, you know, out of the country as well, although we couldn't communicate, but um, in, in my group, um, we just became friends. There was just this true sistership and brothership. Um, we were brothers and sisters in Christ, and there was a spiritual connection, and a lot of us remained great friends, despite the short amount of time that we've known each other. So that, I think, in itself is a, a, a miracle. The other part is the supernatural, which... I experienced something supernatural every day that I was there. Uh, it first started um, on Wednesday evening uh, when we, we, our group arrived in Medjugorje and um, two new pilgrim friends of mine uh, invited me to go with them to see St. James uh, and the little town to walk the town. I was late at night. Um, we had to go through this uh, dirt road, completely pitch black. If I was here in the States, I would have never done that because I would have been completely freaked out. But it, I, I felt safe and I felt a peace, something that's intangible. You just can't explain it, you feel it. So anyhow, we finally got there and she was showing us different areas um, within that, that place um, that were important. And um, we finally, uh, towards the end of our little unofficial tour, my friend Marisol um, took me to where there's this huge uh, statue of Christ, they call it the risen Christ, or they've nicknamed him the weeping Jesus, because water, um, a whore liquid substance comes out of the statue. Um, and when I, I kind of said a liquid substance because the texture of it is not really water, but it's not oil. It's like a combination, a very special combination. Um, and in fact, I've heard a friend describe um, the water in Lourdes and the way she was describing it felt was what I felt mm -hmm. from that statue, if that makes sense. So, um, so, you know, that, that was my first experience I, I saw, I saw, you know, that coming out. Um, but when we first got there, there wasn't any water, um, nothing. The statue was completely dry um, because, you know, as, as a pilgrim, the first thing that you do is um, you want to go and touch the statue or kiss it or what have you. And that's basically what I did. And um, of course, because I consider myself a very, you know, logical and rational person. And I'm like, well, you know, there's porous materials and, you know, sometimes people get wrapped, you know, get wrapped up in, in the hype. And, you know, even though I'm a believer, I still like to um, form my own opinion. And so I, I felt, <laughs> you know, the legs, and there was, in my opinion, no way that that anything can leak out of it, or, you know, I, I mean, it, I guess it's something you have to see for yourself, but um, 
but um, nothing was going on. It wasn't until after we were there for a while, we had been praying um, out loud and then, you know, privately did water start to come out of the statue and we were just so excited. Mm -hmm. um, the second day it was, uh, we went to mass, English mass. Um, it was my first time going to mass in Medjugorje. Um, but it was at, um, it was, uh, there's a little chapel by St. James. So it wasn't actually conducted in St. James Church where it seats about 4,000 people because it was in English and there's only so many of us English people that the, at that time, um, there, there wasn't, it was still early in the week. So there weren't really a lot of pilgrims there just yet. Um, so the, the, the group was small. Anyhow, um, during the consecration of the host, you know, um, the blessing of the host, um, I, I felt like my heart, not only was it beating super fast, but it felt like it was um, at a rhythm. Um, like it kind of would jump out of its place, super, super weird. And um, it's scary. <laughs> It's scary. And um, so I, I felt this warmth. I felt this like energy in me and, and this light. I felt lightheaded. I felt um, and super emotional. But what I've experienced and the type of emotion that I experienced with, when it's something heavenly, it's a combination of a lot of things put into one um, joy, pain, um, me yearning, God, um, just but love and just and at the same time, it almost felt like a purification, I guess. Um, and just I couldn't stop crying. It was just and anyhow, I that was that day. Um, and that was Thursday. On Friday, we, we climbed Apparition Hill, which is where they have a statue of Mary um, in remembrance of where she appeared, the exact spot where she appeared initially to the visionaries. And um, it's a hike. And when we finally got to the top, um, you know, everyone's approaching and I was a little towards the end because I was walking with one of my friends that, you know, was having some troubles walking um, uphill. And, you know, as I look to my, my left, I actually see this beautiful crucifix, this, this um, tall wooden crucifix that is, that was there and Jesus's body is hanging from it. And, you know, I just, I felt this pull to in love and responsibility to honor him first. So I went and I sat at the foot, you know, after I kissed his feet, cause you know, I'm, I'm Catholic, so we love to kiss statues. Um, and by the way, when we do that, we don't know. I mean, it's not that we think the statue is, you know, the actual, it's like you kissing the a picture of your loved one, your child, or, you know, it's like that, at least for me. But anyhow, so I sat there and I, I prayed. I talked to Jesus. I talked to Mary. And I was waiting for 
my group to to leave because I wanted this private time, you know, um, with Mary, um, you know, um, in front of the statue. And so um, there was the, the majority of everyone left, and there was a few other pil uh, pilgrims that were there, but they weren't from our group. They 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 um, I didn't know them, and um, I did. I kneeled. I prayed. I did. You know what any pilgrim does. And when I was finished, um, I, I started to walk towards the pathway for the exit um, to climb back down. And um, I just felt this, this um, it's, it's a special feeling that I get when I know there's, there's a presence or something heavenly. Um, and I have felt it here back home. So I, I kind of, I, I know it. And, um, and I just felt I needed to look up, uh, I look up in the sky. <sighs> Honestly, I, I don't even think that the miracle of the sun was in my mind. I, I just, I don't know, at least for me, like I was there, but I don't know. I, my focus wasn't, it, it, it was on other things, not necessarily on trying to see anything. Mm -hmm. So I looked up and sure enough, there's a miracle of the sun happening. And I had seen it in videos. People talked about it. There's friends that came to Medjugorje and they talked to me about it. But when you see it for yourself, it's like if you're seeing it for the very first time and it was just beautiful and spectacular. And I just felt this warmth in my heart and my spirit and, um, I was watching it for a while and um describe to the audience about what the miracle of the sun is for those of you who don't know um it's a phenomenon that has occurred way back in 1917 in fatima but now it's occurring regularly in medjugorje and if you could just describe like what it looks like you, you can actually look into the sun without hurting or blinding yourself yes yes and let me let me just explain something about me so I have incredibly sensitive eyes. In fact, a lot of my, you know, um, sisters and brothers have the same problem. I don't know what it is, but, you know, I always put on my sunglasses um, because of that. They're just super sensitive to light, to to um, the sun, especially to outdoor light. So I was wearing them and I'm looking at the sun and then I don't know why I just felt like, hmm, let me see what happens if I take off that shield and nope, no problem whatsoever. And I was watching the sun for a while, eyes open, no problem. In water or anything like that? No, no, which first of all, it's yeah. hard to do. And I've done it here and there's just no way. I mean, when I look down, everything's pitch black, but not there, not, not there. It was definitely, um, that in itself was a phenomenon. And then, and you didn't notice if anyone else nearby uh, had witnessed it as well. It was just you having this moment. Yes, I felt very alone having this moment. There were other pilgrims around me, and um, I be, because my back was to them. I, I mean, I wasn't facing them. I couldn't really see, but I did. I do remember this. Um, it was. Um, these ladies, the, these, um, you know, little Asian ladies, and they um, just kind of looked at me and looked up, and then they just kind of, 
and then they they just kind of walked away and um you know and i mean i saw other people um pass by but not 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 that um, maybe i was just so focused on that that i didn't notice if anyone else you know i did see someone um look up but again um which was that cup i i don't i don't know it's kind of hard to say because like i'm not 100 sure if they did or they didn't i just know they looked up spoke their language and left it's so interesting that it's not something that the masses will see all at once in general it just tends to be for the individual. Um, and I want to interject here, like that's one of my friends, she, when she went there, she saw it. Well, at first she didn't, her friend came up to her and says, I see it. I see it. Do you see it? And she goes, see what? She goes, the miracle of the sun. And she goes, no, I don't see it. And then, so her friend says, well, well, let's pray. Let's pray that you see it. She's like, okay, how do we do that? Just ask to see it. Just go ahead. Ask to see the miracle. So they closed their eyes. They said a little prayer. She opened her eyes and there it was pulsating, spinning, everything. It's just faith. Thank yeah. you. Have to ask. I know I love that story. I really do. Um, so yeah. And you know what? Um, I started to leave, right? Because I had to get back to, you know, um, Mariana's pension and you know, we were we had to I had to catch lunch, which was already a late lunch, and then take off, you know, for the other the other things that we had to do. So I basically was like, okay, Maria, you got to stop looking and you got to, you got to go. And as I started walking, it's like, I felt that tug again. And Maria, take out your phone and record the miracle of the sun. And I'm like, no, you know, going back and forth. No, you know, like I saw it a bit. There's a lot of videos. It's not like, you know, what I'm going to record it, you know, means anything. Eh? But there was that record. So of course I take out my phone and I start recording and, um, you know, what I was seeing was basically this big ball of light, golden light. And it was a, a host inside this dark host and it would move, the sun would move. And then there was this like pinkish reddish light emanating and, and it was like waves, but it was like wave, like almost like a wind or an energy, like, you know, sound waves, how digitally they, they, you know, we can see it. Well, it was kind of like that. And, um, and I'm recording, um, later when I saw the video, I realized that what recorded, it was the miracle of the sun, but not exactly what I was, what was seen. So there, the, that blue orb mm -hmm. came out, came out, um, race, um, just like you see on the day of the apparition, um, came out of it, um, which I wasn't seeing with my own eyes. So it's just very interesting to see what I saw and what the video recorded. So, um, and yeah, so I, I left. And then on, um, that was Friday, Saturday, I went to um, International Mass, um, and that's at held at the parish St. James and it's in Croatian and all of us pilgrims when we first get there you know we can um, rent out a little radio and you can listen to various languages depending on the, the channel and what have you so um, so 
um, after mass was adoration of the you know um, Eucharistic adoration and I um, my friends and I we sat literally like on the floor right in front of the altar so we could we had like perfect view of you know uh, you know the monstrance and like you know we just sat there we knelt all that good stuff it's adorations for an hour and it's quite beautiful because the church seats 4,000 people but there it, it's over its capacity because there's so many people all around and in the middle of the pews so it's literally like you are literally touching each other and you're not fighting for room because everyone's super sweet at least my experience i've heard really bad stories but um but then there's this like so many priests are in attendance of adoration and for me it was something new because here in the states it's a little different so it was more traditional um and i would say halfway into my adoration you know i, I was deep in prayer talking to to jesus and just just looking at the monstrums you know because for me i i feel like you know jesus is in you know the host a consecrated host of course it has to be blessed explain to me what the monstros is i'm not sure what that is okay so go ahead yeah oh gosh i wish i had a picture nearby um if you are it's it's um it's this uh holder um usually it's in gold um and it it basically looks like a sun and it has okay. like a little pictures, yeah yes okay. it has a little uh circular area where you can actually that's where the host goes in but it's a a, a blessed host not like you know um it has to go through the whole um process during mass you know how they 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 bless it that is what goes there because at that point in time jesus the holy spirit basically comes here and, and that's what in the bible when jesus is breaking the bread and the wine so that all stems from that and he makes the promise that every time we do that and it's blessed like he's blessing it and of course now whoever's consecrated by the holy spirit being priests the bishops and what have you now they through the holy spirit are able to bless it and therefore we eat it so okay. now okay so in in when you're going to communion and everyone gets a host who is the lucky one that gets that blessed host that was adored for an hour? <laughs> yeah. that's Who that's gets to have that one? I want to know. <laughs> no, that's a great. Maybe <laughs> we should be do some investigative work. Or, but oh my gosh, that's a great question. I don't know. Yeah, well, I have to ask when I go there. <laughs> but I would love to know. And who knows? Maybe that's the one they keep there forever. I don't know because they, you know they can't dispose it like a normal right. thing. There's a very special process that they you know um, take in order to, um, for instance, if someone drops it, we can't just pick it up and throw it away or just wash it down the drain or the toilet. I mean, we literally um, see it as Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I there's other Catholics were very divided where they think it's metaphorically. It's supposed it's 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 symbolic of Jesus Christ, but he's not really he doesn't really become it, which is kind of interesting because I don't know if you've ever come across these stories, but 
in some regions, they actually started, they put a host in um, water and it started to um, bleed. Yeah, I've seen the miracle of the host. You can look that up on Google, YouTube. It's all there. I know it's amazing. The very real thing. And um, so, yeah, uh, I actually started, I was kneeling and I started to feel that sensation that I described um, during my first time um, at mass. Um, and, you know, this, just this, this warmth and it's like a buildup. And the closer I feel I'm getting to God, the stronger everything is enhanced. And um, the, the monstrance started to get um, this ball of, um, become this like ball of golden light. And then it just, what was around it was like, if it was light emanating and then it was encircled by that pinkish, reddish, huge thing that I was describing in the miracle of the sun. And then it became like cloudy, like misty. And everything disappeared around. Suddenly it's just this big ball of light I'm looking at. I don't see people, I don't see priests, which I mean, everything was really clear, like you and I here. And um, as all this is happening, I feel this emotion and this just yearning and love for God. And of course, my heart is and I start to shake a little and I feel like, again, my heart is like kind of jumping out of its place. And, um, and then in my mind, it's, it's so bizarre because this is not the first time it happens, but I'm just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, we're in adoration. This is about Jesus. You know, I already know that people, you know, obviously everyone, human nature is to be curious. And like, you know, sometimes people focus on the person, rather the actual meaning and message of what's happening, right? And so I never want to be like the attention of, of any of that and distract because here we are adoring God. And now I'm like, oh, people are going to like make it about me. So that's a distraction from the evil one. Like, mm -hmm. so I'm just kind of like, oh, Jesus, no, 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 no. And then I, I also get kind of scared. So I pulled back. I kind of, you know, started to calm myself down because I felt like I couldn't breathe. And um, my, my friend Marisol, um, my new pilgrim friend Marisol, um, was by me. And I remember she kind of, she was a little bit, she was, she was beside me, but a little bit ahead of me. And, and I just remember she kind of looked at me and then looked back. And um, later, um, when we were at dinner, um, she asked me, you know, about that. And then I told her what had happened. And she's like, yeah, she goes, you didn't look that great. But, but because we were in adoration, again, you see what you see, but every pilgrim is, is still, like, focused on what they're doing. So that's kind of nice. Um, but, of course, I didn't know that, that everyone still, you know, um, you know, is, is there and they let people have their moment. If they need to support them, they will. But, but um, so I've learned that. And, um, yeah, so that was Saturday. And then Sunday, um, it was really special because I like praying the rosary by the risen Christ. And um, 
I'm sorry, when I'm telling you all this, like I'm reliving everything that's taking me straight back and I'm just like, ah, in La La Land. But um, I would like, I, I would pray the rosary in, by the risen Christ and then I would get back. And if I needed to go to confession or, you know, I would just sit at, you know, the benches that actually were outside in front of St. James and um, wait for my friends. And so we can, you know, uh, you know, sit with by each other during mass. And um, my friend Marisol was actually, um, she was actually um, with a priest uh, during um, uh, confession and she was talking to him and over there, it's just so interesting because they have like this huge line of all these little mini rooms and they're confessionals. And you see lines of people. I'm sorry, I've never seen that here in the States. And people are just so eager to go and confess. Um, it's known as the confession capital of the world. Yes, absolutely, Shannon, totally. Um, but this is something that I learned. So it's like the same people going, you know, my friends, oh, I'm gonna go. And, and then I'm thinking, wow, and this was early on, well, shoot, how many sins can you have if you need to go back, right? The next day. But the thing is that people go there because these priests that feel called to, you know, conduct confessions in Medjugorje have a special grace. It's a calling. And they're, um, they give you advice. You can talk to them about anything about the faith if you have questions. I mean, whatever it is. So it's, it's something you look forward to because it's like you're talking to a friend that you know you can say anything to and without being judged of course of course they'll they'll scold you if you know um there's a funny story mariana tells about um about um someone that went into confessions um and uh, you probably will hear it because i'm sure it's one of her favorites so i'm not going to ruin it for you but um <laughs> remind me over there okay <laughs> and if she doesn't say it i'll tell you but um anyhow um, so I was waiting um, for Marisol to finish her confession and uh, I'm talking to God, I'm praying and, um, I felt, I felt, um, this like, it's, it's a feeling like that I need to do. Um, and I, I felt like I needed to look up in the sky and I did, but I didn't see anything. So whatever, you know, I, I continue on and. I'm people watching and then I, I feel it again. And at this point, I'm really taking my time and looking around and just like that, I started to see this huge big golden orb in the sky and it just kept getting bigger. And then I saw the shape of Our Lady of the Virgin Mary and it was all light. I mean, I didn't see her like I'm seeing you, but it was, it was her shape. And the silhouette. A silhouette, yes, exactly. It was her silhouette. And of course, I'm taking it in because every time it's like if it's your first time, you know, and um, I'm watching this. Marisol gets to me. She's kneeling beside me because she's going through her backpack and She's chatting away and I'm just looking at her like, oh my goodness. And I'm looking around and it's like, 
why isn't anyone looking up? <laughs> and, you know, it was, it's interesting because you know that expression, people need to stop and smell the roses. Mm -hmm. That was not happening. And there's so, so many beautiful things that are happening in Medjugorje. But if you stop and pay attention to your heart and then look around, I think you might encounter some of these things. And um, I just, I, I said, hey, Marisol, do you look up in the sky? Do you see anything? And she just looks up um, mainly to be polite. <laughs> and she, you know, cause she was busy looking through her stuff. And um, she looks around and she's like, no. And then I'm like, no, 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 just look again. Look, just, just, just look. And she looks up and, you know, I'm watching her because I'm like, oh, this is going to be good, you know? <laughs> and so she turned white. I mean, her total shock, surprise. I mean, I, I it was just, that was a gift to me to see someone um, like that. So, and, you know, she's just, her eyes watered. And I mean, she was just like, I can't believe this is happening. I can't. So we're watching her for a little while. And she's like, she's there, but she looks like the best way I can describe it. Like if she was walking down some stairs, because the way that her, her, you, you know, she was walking, we can see her little knees bend and then, and then go down. And, um, but it was all light, but yet, the silhouette was so defined. It, I mean, it was just interesting. And so again, I felt that call to, to start recording. And of course, I'm going back and forth, you know, typical Mariah, and I'm just like, no, how can you, you know, it's not a show. And, but it was this record. So I take out my phone and I start recording. And um, after it all happened, um, you know, later in the day, we saw the video, or I saw the video. Um, the, the video didn't capture exactly what we saw because what we saw was bigger. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was bigger. It was brilliant. I mean, so much brilliance. It was like alive. It was, it was just, it was just wonderful. And and do you have a feeling too, like knowing a feeling? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I know what it is, but I'm also, but I'm also like humble at heart in the sense where like, I cannot be this lucky. Mm -hmm. Yes. But don't, don't, don't think you're special. You know, you, okay. You saw like, a lot of gratitude and thank you for the blessing. But I, I always, um, there's always that part of me like, okay, well, you know, not that I, I don't think I don't experience these things, but th there's this like little piece of me that's just kind of like, okay, Maria, like maybe, maybe not, but, but I think it's just me trying not to make it into, I, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain yeah. how. Well, you said too, didn't you say Marisol, that was her fourth trip there. Had she not ever experienced anything until that moment? Mm -hmm. four? Four times. That was her fourth trip. Yeah. And she never had anything. Mm 
No, never. Yeah. So wow. she, I, I, I looked at her and I said, you know, Marisol, she is a wonderful human being. I mean, she, and she just loves Jesus and she just loves Mary so much. And, um, you know, I just, I just looked at her and I just said, you know, Marisol, I think this was for you. And, um, you know, I think you just needed someone to say, hey, pay attention to your surroundings. Hey, stop and smell the roses, you know? Um, but I, I really do think it was a gift for her. Well, I mean, for me too, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so, um, so that was definitely special. And, um, and then there was, uh, that was Sunday, the day before Mary's apparition to Mariana. And then of course, um, on Monday, I was there for Mariana's uh, March 18th apparition, it was Monday. And um, well, I was definitely in the presence of Mary. And, so and we're, we're gonna focus that one just on the next segment. We'll come back and do that. But I do wanna ask you a question I didn't get to about the risen Christ statue and how it oozes that substance. Um, did you ever collect it and bring it home or anything? Cause a lot of people, they put it on a handkerchief or something and they bring it home. It's holy water. It's supposed to help people heal. It's been known to. And yes, I did. So the, that day I, I mean, I had nothing. I suppose I could have wiped a piece of my scarf or something, but um, I think about it. I honestly just felt it, blessed myself. And that was big enough for me. And now in Medjugorje, it's super, super heartwarming that when you go to the little shops and everyone, by the way, is super sweet and friendly and you purchase, whether it's something small or something big, they give you a gift. Yeah. So one of these gifts um, was a handkerchief. So I had that with me. So I actually got to use that at a later time to pick up some of that oil. Okay, so you saw it more than just that one first day. Yes. You saw it leaking again. Yes, yes, oh. I did. Yeah. yeah. And you, because again, keep in mind that I would go and pray the rosary there. Yeah. So I would see, there literally is this like stepping stool. They, because it's a huge statue. So if someone's on that stool, their head is at, at Christ's knees, mm. kind of. Um, so, and, and usually because that's up to where people can see, um, that, you know, that's where they see the water. Um, I, I had a, a, a friend, um, who told me that his, his child, um, his little, his son saw him crying. So the, it was, it was. Came out the eyes. Uh-huh. And then, um, yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, he, you know, he's, long story short, the, 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 the moral of the story is that no one looks up <laughs> everyone's so focused where there's this but no one is looking up and here's this innocent little boy you know curious about the world and he's looking at jesus face because that's where we should be looking at you know yeah. and he's the one that got to see that see that yeah. because he was a, you know he paid attention everyone saw what he was seeing because they looked up mm -hmm. That's so, what it is. Sometimes you need someone to remind you that it's always about looking up, looking it in, taking it all in. Yeah. Great. I love it. This is such a pleasure to have you today for the second time. <laughs> I adore you. You're, you're just amazing. And your story is so inspirational to me and hopefully many others. So thank you for taking the time to share that with us. 
Um, yeah. Is there anything else that you can think of that you want to add? We can always catch it next time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I hope this is the first of many because goodness, you know, we're going to be there in March and I am so excited for you. I can't wait to spend that time with, with you yeah. and all the pilgrims. Um, you know, I experienced what I experienced the, the first time. I have zero expectations. I'm just there um, because I just, you know, I want to visit my mom pretty much. Yes. That it boils down to. And, and you know, just, it's his own little world there, really. I know. Can't wait. I can't wait to experience it myself. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in and watching this segment with Maria. She's been a dear blessing to us. Um, take care and God bless. Thank you. Thank you.